0: In three, two, one. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince, and welcome to the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline. We have on the line today none other than the head football coach of the Royal Falcons, Coach Greg Anderson. Coach, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Well, we're doing quite well as well. Hopefully, you and the family are staying safe out of COVID's way. We certainly are trying our best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You come off a, a big win. Now, I got confused, Coach, and helped clear the air for me. When we look up through the resources that we had, it was saying that you played against Reagan, but that was not your actual opponent, was it?
1: Well, actually what it was, it was it's, it's the high school that used to be called Austin-Reagan. They're now called Austin Northeast Early College High School. It's part of Austin ISD. For years and years, people knew him as Austin Reagan, but they turned it into their early college campus for that for that ISD, and so they go by Austin Northeast Early College Preparatory now. So it's it's the same buildings, just has a new name.
0: Well, I hadn't lost my mind then. Correct, correct. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Regardless if it was Austin or Reagan, the results were the same. A big win, and uh, we, of course, were able to get the recap which you're calling in on the message line. Um, It's always good going into the next week with a victory underneath your belt. Uh, If you could, you you said things were looking a lot better with the way the Falcons were attacking the things right now. If you could give us a refresher on that and lead us up, to the opponent this week of the Sealy Tigers, which is a big district game coming up.
1: Yes, sir. I, I thought uh, this past Friday night against against Northeast, I thought defensively we played much better than we did the week prior. Uh, as you know, our district got a late start compared to everybody else in 4A. Uh, you know, we, we've only played two games thus far in the season. Uh, I thought the first game against Bowling, we were sluggish. It, it basically looked like a scrimmage to me. We made so many mistakes. We weren't fully in game shape yet. Uh, but we really pushed them hard last week in practice. The kids responded well, and I thought we went out and played much more aggressively on defense. Like I said, I thought on the defensive side of the ball we did a great job. You know, holding them to six points last Friday night. Offensively, we, we just executed better. You know, offense is about making sure you know complete your assignment, and I thought we did that as a as a entire squad better last Friday night. Uh, there were a couple of possessions I thought we could have come away with points that we didn't. Uh, we got to get that cleaned up when you get in the red zone. But overall, we were much better last week than the previous week. And like I said, we're trying to do the same this week. You know, we put in, put in a good week of practice this week. We've got Sealy Tigers. We open we opened district this week with Sealy, which has always been a uh, big rivalry here for, for Royal. And so we're looking forward to that game. Uh, they're 2-2 two and two coming into this game. Uh, like I said, they've got some weapons, as always. They've got a good running back. Quarterback's a, a real threat as far as the run and the pass game. And defensively, Sealy's always sound. Uh, Coach Mobley and those guys do a great job over there. Like I said, we feel like we've got a good game plan. We just got to put it out there Friday night and see what happens.
0: Talking right now with Coach Greg Anderson of the Royal Falcons getting ready for the big matchup with the Sealy Tigers on the road. And um, as you mentioned, a district game. Coach, this has been a unique year from start to where we are now. What have you learned about yourself as a coach during this pandemic?
1: Uh, you, you have to be able to adapt to just about anything. You know, as as a football coach, I've been doing this 27 years. You know, as you come up in the profession, there's a way that you're taught to do it and you learn how to do it and you, and you present it to your younger coaches when you become a head coach. And it's kind of the same every year, you know, through your, through your, your spring training and then the summer workouts and then... Into your fall camp as you prepare for the season, uh, and this year was completely different. We, we, you know, we got out in March. Never saw those kids again. Uh, we were kind of hit and miss through the summer. We got started. We had to shut down. We got started. We got shut down, and then we got to to the you know to August. And our district felt like because we butt up to Katie and, and Lamar consolidated, and UIL pushed them back. A lot of our parents work in those areas. They felt like we should push back as well. So we missed the first three games of the season, along with all of August camp. And so just being able to adapt on a day-to-day basis, knowing that the pandemic's out there and that any time anybody could, could come in contact with it, uh, you know, and, 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 and just change your whole day, day, daily routine, you know, and how we go about things in the weight room, how we go about things in the locker room, how we go about giving our kids water during practice. Everything has completely changed from what we've done the past 27 years and, You have to be able to adapt, you know, to to make it work and and make sure these kids are safe. And so that's the biggest thing for me as a coach is you got to be flexible. You know, you take it one day at a time, see what comes at you, and and adjust as best you can, you know, for what's in the best interest of the program.
0: It puts a whole new meaning on making halftime adjustments, doesn't it? It is absolutely the truth. (laughs) It's 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 like every every minute of the day is a halftime
1: adjustment. You know, something new comes up that you've never been presented with before, and you've got to come up with a plan on on how how you're going to attack it. And that's like I said, it's I mean, it's just it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But I tell you, our kids have done a good job with it. They come in, you know, you know, we keep the mask on. We're inside the building. You know, we spray everything down in the weight room. Like I said, it's, even to the detail of how we go and get water when we take a water break in practice, It's, it's everything's completely different. But our kids are adjusting, you know, and they're they going about what they're supposed to do and still get their work in, and they can show up every day with a good attitude. And so, you know, it, it is what it is. At the end of the day, we're finally getting to play football. And, and I guess with that in mind, you go about making changes because ultimately that's what you want to get to is Friday night and able to go out there and turn the lights
0: on. Absolutely. Now, even before the pandemic, your district was one of the unique districts where um, it took a couple of wins that you would qualify for playoffs. How does the playoff picture look now that you guys get a delayed start? Is it going to pretty much remain the same, or will there be some adjustments? I know I don't want to get too premature, but we always think in big picture, right? Exactly. That's. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, of course, is to
1: find your way to week 11 and week 12 and, and play some playoff games. But uh, for us, we're really in catch-up mode because all, all the other schools in our district got started on time in August. You know, they got fall camp. They went through three weeks of practice and got to the first scrimmage and then the first game. We didn't get any of that. Like I so said, we didn't start practice until September 2nd. Uh, and like I said, I thought it really showed up in the bowling game because we weren't able to have a scrimmage. You know, we, we limit – you know, full contact and practice as much as we can for multiple reasons. And so that first game, we we didn't tackle well. And like I said, I, I thought we needed to be in better shape. Uh, so we're playing we're playing catch-up mode right now. But like I said, I thought our kids responded well last week. and pushed them hard uh, as far as conditioning goes after practice each day, and, and and they pushed through it. And I thought it helped us last Friday. You know, I, you know there's there's negative and positive about getting a late start. Uh, one thing that's a positive for us is is we're a little bit healthier than everybody else. We didn't go through those four non district games where we got beat up, and so, you know, we're 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 a little bit healthier than what some of these teams that have been out there grinding and battling for four weeks that's got these bumps and bruises and things that that pop up throughout the season. So from that standpoint, it is a positive.
0: Yes, sir. Now, during this off season, as this extended off season, did you go back and maybe try to redefine how your schemes were actually lined up, or did you stick with the schemes that you had? And if I'm not uh, uh, mistaken, you guys run a spread offense and a four-two-five defense. You stuck with that game plan and attack, or did you fine tune and tweak some things? Well.
1: Each year, you, you know, you look at your personnel and what you have available, and you always fine-tune and tweak a little bit. We still run a four-two-five on defense, but as far as, as how we manipulate that throughout the game, it's a little bit different. Last year, uh, we, we blitzed quite a bit more. This year, I feel like we're, we're a little bit better technicians, and so we can just play more of a base defense and, and get to the football. Uh, not to say that we won't blitz, but uh, like I said, that part of it's changed a little bit for us. Offensively, uh, you know, we got two backs that that've done a really good job for us, so we're a little more run-oriented this year. But that's not to say that we won't throw it. But uh, that's just kind of what fits our personnel. And so, for the most part, you know, the formations, the play names, and everything like that's the same. But you know, as as what you see on the field may look slightly different than what you would have saw last fall. It's because of the personnel more so than than changing the offense or defense.
0: Well, once again, talking about those adjustments, and you got to make them if you want to stay relative in the game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, the Philly Tigers will be the next opponent for the Royal Falcons, and, of course, you can get the results and updates right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Coach, keep those calls coming in, man. Keep those kids safe and keep getting the wins any way you can. And by all means, you take care of yourself and take care of those We can't call them baby Falcons, son. We can call them young (laughs) Falcons. We call them young Falcons, son. There you go. Yes, sir. All right. Coach, any last words or comments before we shut this segment down?
1: I just, you know, again, I hope everybody comes out. You know, uh, Royal and Sealy's always been a big rivalry game because we're so close together. And and I hope everybody in in Bookshire comes out and supports us this Friday night. And hopefully we'll come away with a big win.
0: All right, the Falcons and the Tigers will get it on from Sealy, Texas. 7.30 is their kickoff time, right, Coach?
1: No, it's 7 o'clock.
0: 7, seven o'clock. o'clock. Okay, man, I get confused. 7 o'clock is the kickoff. That's right. You guys are 4A now, so you consider the big boys in the 4A correct. range. They go at seven, 7 o'clock kickoffs.
1: Correct. They moved all of our district games to 7 p.m. this year, so that's what we'll do for the remainder of the season
0: okay very good well once again don't forget to keep in contact coach on the message line seven one three five seven zero six seven three six and keep tuned right here with the open Mike broadcast network our Twitter handle is the Mike Prince show the website, OBN Radio, and, of course, the YouTube channel, is Open Mic Broadcast Network. Once again, I want to thank you guys for joining in with us on the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline, and until the next time, you guys be blessed. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, and we'll see you on the other side. Boom. Very good, Coach. Thank you very much, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. Keep them calls coming, Coach, and we're going to keep you coming in on, like, some Sunday night live events, and we definitely want to talk to you at least once a week while we can like this. No, absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. All right. Good luck, Coach. All right. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you.